0: Hi, everyone. Welcome back to World of Fintech, your weekly fintech feel-good show. Uh, I'm Mehdi, your host, and World the Fintech is a news and information platforms covering the latest fintech development in Hong Kong, Singapore, China, and Asia. So join us every week uh, for engaging conversation with some uh, Asian fintech figures to discuss about entrepreneurships, emerging technology, customer engagement, and partnerships. Before this, starting this interview, feel free to share your question in the comment sections. Like and share. And well, today I don't have only one founder, but I have two co-founders about a finance uh, company, a fintech finance company. The term is uh, revenue-based financing, is it correct?
1: Yes, that's right. Revenue-based
0: financing, (RBF). Perfect. Welcome, Percy. Welcome, Brian.
2: Thank you so much for having us.
1: Thank you.
0: Very nice to have you today. Um, I'm very excited to speak about what you are doing because I think it's uh, one of the most interesting business models that we got here in Hong Kong and in Asia. Uh, you are pretty the unique one to do this here. Uh, but before we can speak about the company and introducing the company, could you introduce yourself a bit, please?
1: Okay, sure. Um, no, first of all, thank you for having us today. Uh, my name is Percy, um, and this is Brian, right? Who who introduces himself later. But um, I met Brian uh, in college in Atlanta, Georgia. So we were both engineers. I'm a little uh, older than him. When I was senior, he was a, a freshman. So, you know, there aren't a lot of Asian kids uh, on campus. So when I saw him, I'm like, okay, I got to know this guy. And so many years, fast forward, uh, we came back to Hong Kong. We try to do our own um, businesses. Um, and through a lot of failures, we got together. Uh, and and so we, we got together to start uh, Choco Up.
2: Yeah, so um like Percy was saying, you know, when I saw this tall skinny dude uh 15 years ago uh in Atlanta, Georgia. <clears throat> you know, um I think we clicked right away. Uh you know, he was a senior and I was a freshman and um he studied aerospace engineering, I studied industrial engineering and um we took on different paths, you know, after after graduation. Um and somehow life had a interesting way to you know connect us and uh, I've been a you know finance professional ever since uh, graduation and however you know because I study engineering I've always had an interest in product and technology and um, and so I've always wanted to work in fintech uh, one way or the other and you know when I um, you know sort of you know reconnect with Percy Uh, In Hong Kong in person, again, um, we realized, you know, revenue-based financing is a super awesome solution that can really solve a lot of pain points for different businesses. Um, And yeah, so, um, you know, and and the rest is history.
0: Okay. Very interesting. Small world, Hong Kong and uh, your university. uh, Really cool. Uh, Just before we we go in details about Chocup, I'd like to know a bit more about the the speakers. Do you have any fun facts you want to share with us? Uh, Anything you make your backgrounds a bit special compared to others?
1: I'll start first. Uh, My parents, they were China National Volleyball team players in the 70s. Uh, I love sports, but they don't get paid a lot back in the days. Um, So they don't encourage me to take on a sports career. I love sports. Any kind of sports competitive, right? Um, My first job was in Japan. So um, as an engineer, so I like to build stuff. Um, and so Brian and myself are very, very different. And that's why I think we can click and there's not a lot of conflict. Yeah. Fun
2: facts. So I used to be able to solve, uh, Rubik's cube. I still can do three by three. Uh, I could do four by four and five by five. Um, so that was, uh, my high school hobby, so I wasn't chasing girls. Uh, I was working on my Rubik's cube <laughs> so
0: what was your goal here? It was to be the fastest possible to uh, solve the issue so
2: for the three by three yes um, I think I was able to do it under thirty seconds Ooh. on average uh, back in the day for the four by four and five by five I wasn't like a speed you know software I was just you know, able to solve it um, any other fun facts um, I mean, I was an engineer turned you know, investment professional, which was quite rare you know, for someone who came from my school. Um, so we both went to Georgia Tech uh, in Atlanta. So we are known for engineering. Um, most of you know, our uh, uh, graduates go to Fortune 500 companies or Silicon Valley. Um, usually, I guess, at least back in the days, they don't really go to Wall Street. Um, and, uh, I, I was blessed to be one of the few and, you know, uh, it changed my life. Perfect. Can we
0: speak about the origin story of Chocurbs? How did you guys start and what is Chocurbs doing?
1: Okay. So, um, I'll start and Brian can chip in. So we worked on a few projects together, F&B, um, some Cloud Kitchen concept and, um, some brick and mortar, um, you know, restaurant bars and stuff like that. And also... D2C brand, uh, e-commerce, but we realized mm, a lot of people like ourselves, um, this is like kind of a high risk um, business with not a lot of asset backed, so it, it was very difficult for us to fundraise. raise, and when we want to scale, we don't have enough capital, and if we run into a wall and go through some uh, issues, we need to raise funds, and, and that was very, very difficult for us, but it doesn't mean the business isn't doing well. So we looked around, banks uh, normally take a long time um, to approve a loan, and most of the time it's based on your personal credit score, and it's not enough to save the business, right? And for VCs and other PE or family offices, our business is not high growth enough for them to take a look. But we we understand uh, SMEs, MSMEs, and early stage startups, they need a lot of help, uh, because when you get in business, you meet a lot of other entrepreneurs, a lot of other founders, a lot of second generations uh, that want to turn the business around or grow their business, whether locally or internationally, right? So I think the RBF model really, really can uh, solve this problem, this funding gap. So when did you start the company exactly? So we started the company in 2018.
2: And in, I would say the first year and a half, we're f- very focused on you know market research, market exploration, product development, and we officially launched our operation in 2020, um, yeah, you know, right around when COVID happened. Um, but I think for us, because our target target audience are new economy businesses, um, and you know they have really thrived, you know, after COVID, and because they're successful, I mean, we have already also been quite successful since then.
0: Um, Do you have any background uh, in particular in your industry? I mean, it's like in terms of financing companies before you start your own company here.
2: Yeah, so I'll start. So I do. Uh, So uh, I studied industrial engineering, like I was saying. And after graduation, I I started my career at Deutsche Bank uh, in leverage finance. And that was all about lending. Um, And I was lending to corporates, uh, originating leverage loans, high bonds uh, for, for corporates and for private equity firms to, uh, to do LBOs. And so, uh, you know, right out of college, I was a young kid, didn't know anything and was very, very good experience. Um, Builds a huge uh, and very important foundation uh, in terms of credit. And I think that really um, pathed the way to start Chuckle Up,
1: I guess, around, you know, eight, eight
2: nine years later.
1: Okay, for me, no, um, not from a finance background, but I know for a fact I love to build stuff and I failed multiple times. I've seen a lot of people around me uh, fail as well. So we were the end users, Brian, myself as well. If we got help back in the days, if, we, if there was a RBF company in say Hong Kong or Singapore, I think um, some of our ventures might not have failed. And so from an end user standpoint, we know for a fact that there is a huge market for this. I want
0: to ask you uh, because I saw a lot of exposure about your company last year, a lot of partnership, a lot of investment from your company, and also this year, and in, in different articles. So, what is the secret magic of uh, ChocoApp? What do you do exactly? <laughs> How you collaborate with companies? Why company reach out to you? So, can you explain to everyone in simple words?
1: Um, I'll start. Um, I'll, I'll explain it simply. Right? Um, I think we went out with the approach of helping people, helping companies, and helping um, the the founders, helping the business owners, helping uh, the staff within the company. Uh, We try to solve their pain point. Um, Instead of, you know, like a traditional lender, say, hey, this is $100, um, you know, with the interest X and X and take it or leave it, right? But for us, we look at, we dive deep with them. We are like their growth partners, so we don't just fund them. Um, okay. So for technical, uh, okay. Being a little more technical, we are not considered a, a debt. We're not, I mean, we're not considered a loan. So um, because of the repayment structure, it's structured as a, a sales and purchasing agreement. So it's more like us buying your future receivables mm-hmm. and and the repayment is really flexible. So we're not exactly uh, a, a loan. So, so but again, back to your question, we came out wanting to help people like ourselves and that's how we started
2: yeah, I'll, I'll just add that. <clears throat> I think for someone who starts a small business these days, um, when it comes to getting finance and getting funding, I think the first thing that they would think is it's impossible, number one. And second is, even if it is, is a very long and burdensome burdensome process. And I think these are the two things that we are trying to solve is that one, it is possible for small businesses to get uh, funding. And second is, We want to ensure that when you try to get funding from us, the entire journey, the the entire customer experience can be as seamless and as pleasurable as it can be. And I think this is such a pain point, especially in the Asian landscape. Um, And we have worked very hard in the past couple of years to try to make this as streamlined as, as possible. And I think when we roll the product out to market, it's just so different from what businesses are used to that we've been blessed to get a lot of um, traction and gotten a lot of great
0: feedback. So at this moment, you are the only one doing RBF, so revenue based financing here in Hong Kong. Is it correct or I'm, I'm missing some information here?
1: Okay, so I think as a pure RBF company, we're the only one in Hong Kong. There's uh, There are a few in Singapore and Southeast Asia as well. Um, however, as a pure... I mean, there's some company that does other type of financing plus uh, RBF, but we are the only one that's purely 100%. Every single client, uh, customer that we deal with, we use the RBF model with them. And um, how do you see
0: your... Platform, Your company is different from other startups, also alternative uh, financing solutions. What is the advantage of your company?
2: Um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll start. I think for us, um, you know, there are a lot of more traditional financing house um, and they sort of slap, you know, some sort of tech on, on top of it, but they're still very much, you know, run on the same model. Um supply chain finance or personal loan or whatnot. And I think for us, what we're really trying to do is that, first of all, I think the revenue-based financing model means that the repayment from the business can be flexible. And I think this is something that is unheard of previously. And so depending on your business cycle, your repayment can be different. So if you, uh, say you run an e-commerce business, typically Q4 is a very important quarter for you because that's when double 11 happens, double 12, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, et cetera. And you might be experiencing 5X, 6X revenue versus the other quarters. Um, and when you have a great quarter, when you have a great month, you repay more. Mm-hmm. And when you have a low season, say Chinese New Year, you repay a lot less. And, and I think... That really alleviates the cash flow pressure, uh, cash flow pressure of the businesses. Um, yeah, so um, I think for us uh, uh, that that's very important. And second is the amount of technology that we utilize on in our platform. Um, in in our opinion, it's a lot more than other fintech startups um, that you come across, especially in the lending space, because. I think a lot of data is readily available. Now, whether or not you can acquire them um, in, a, in a seamless manner um, is is you know is key. And then how does the entire onboarding process um, uh, you make it so that from the customer's perspective, it is so seamless and so user friendly that they want to come back for more. And I think we were able to achieve that. Um, We actually have a 85% customer recurrence. um, And that's something that we're very proud of.
1: Thank you, Brian. I'd like to add two points. Uh, First of all, uh, starting with mindset. I think for ChocoUp, everyone in ChocoUp, we preach that um, other fintech companies or other lenders or platforms, we don't see them as competitors. Because the pie is so big, the total addressable market for lending is huge. Uh, there's no point fighting with each other. In fact, um, if we work with them, some of the clients that uh, customer that we 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 service, we might not be able to service, so we we refer them back uh, through proper channels and partnerships, right? So, so first of all, from the mindset standpoint, um, I think uh, we think that it's it's t- there's no conflict because you use different products, uh, even personal. If you get a uh, apartment you get a, a, a mortgage if you buy a car you get car loans if you have credit card you have you know personal credit right so from a business standpoint you can have your PE uh you can have your vc money uh you can have your bank credit and you can use rbf and one of our goals is to make rBf an indispensable part of a funding cycle of any business okay and and secondly you know there are a lot of money out there um businesses can have access to different type of money it's just whether how cheap or how expensive it is, right? How it's being structured. But for us, um, on top of the money, we do a lot of pro bono uh, value-added services upstream and downstream for that business, whether they want to scale locally uh, or internationally, or if they need some financial advisory work, our whole team, we have a dedicated team to help them solve their problem. Because our, our uh, um, ideology is, hey, if we can assist them in doing their business easier and faster, their repayment will be much faster and better, so that kind of securitize and lower the risk of our funding to them. Oh, you
0: answered already my next question: what uh, what drives your organization? But this is a part of the answer. Do you want to supplement a bit on this? Or?
2: Yeah, I, I I would just add that you know our, our mission is we want to help millions of businesses to grow ten x. So I think with today's technology, with how you can uh, scale with product and digital marketing to create exposure and awareness is actually very achievable and i think for a lot of businesses it, they just need that little bit of help whether it's funding whether it's guidance and we are here to fill that gap um, and we have been having we've been helping a lot of businesses grow quite a bit in the past couple of years and you know our our next goal is you want to build a very comprehensive platform where businesses, you know, when they come to us, they know that, oh, chuckle Up, it can be a growth partner in many different forms. It could be funding, which has been our bread and butter, but we have other business growth solutions like Percy was alluding to, whether it's uh, via their partners, whether there is via some products, say payment solutions. These are all things that, can help businesses grow revenue, save more money, or reduce risk and um, in my opinion, these three things is the most important are, are always the most important three things when you run a business, everything else is fluffy.
0: <laughs> um- I have a question because I saw many articles speaking about your different partnerships and how you solve the issue of funding of of some of the companies. And you mentioned different industries, but do you have kind of a profile of companies coming to you? Should be there uh, a company after series A, after series A? Um, Do you work with especially one industry in particular, or do you work with uh, many
1: industries? I'll go first. Um, I think from the funding amount or the stage, whether it's early stage or late stage, um, we're pretty agnostic because every stage of a business, you'll face different type of problem. And funding is actually one of the key criteria to help them solve the problem. So we do anything... So one of the uh, um, our, our criteria is uh, post-revenue. fund uh, post revenue. So you have to be gener- generating certain revenue because so, and hence the, the term uh, revenue-based financing. And that's pretty much... Um, it's a must for us. Okay. But whether it's a, a seat round, um, company or a pre IPO company, uh, we're open to it. And Brian will talk a bit about sectors. Yeah. So, I mean,
2: I would say in general, uh, we, we, are pretty sector agnostic also, but I would say we very much focus on new economy businesses. Like I was referring to. So, um, digital businesses, digital merchants, um, is our bread and butter because uh, when you're a digital native, it means you have data readily available. Whether it's on the e comm sales platforms that you're using, whether it's a payment gateway that you're using, whether it's the accounting software that you're using, and so instead of paperwork, you know, Excel spreadsheets, um, you know, via API connections, we can get those data uh, very, very quickly and analyze them very, very quickly. That's how we can, you know, provide them, provide our customers the best experience, um, instead of you know them having to wait for us for you know three four weeks before we can give them a decision. Um, we can do it in two hours, um, and I think that's something that's quite quite uh, quite refreshing for a lot of businesses. So you can do
0: it in two hours instead of
2: a couple of weeks or months, right? For for the initial preliminary stage, yes.
0: So, how long it takes for like the full uh, cycle from uh, initiating a contact with you to receive the, the the financing?
2: Yeah, so typically I would say within two weeks. Um, it, it, a lot of times it's actually, uh, you know, the client side needing more time um, to get documents ready. But you know, if everything is readily available, I mean, we have funded client uh, within twenty four hours. Without this kind of new
0: uh, financing systems that you are developing uh, or we can find on the market, how long it takes usually for a company to find some funding like this?
2: I'll start. So I think, um, you know, say compared to banks, for example, um, typically they might have to walk down to a branch and they may not find someone right away. They would connect them to an SME banker and before you get to talk to that person, it might be two weeks already. And then they need to understand your business. Um, they ask for a lot of documents that you may or may not have. Um, and they're more applied to traditional big corporates. Say for example, um, audited financial statements. You know, These are things that I would say small businesses should have also, but it might not be their main focus when they are a a business owner that is very very busy day to day right and so i think you know just to have an initial conversation and getting some sort of initial traction it might be a month already and then and then a lot of back and forth um from then on it might be another two to three months and so when it comes to you know, getting funding, I think it's very typical that you hear, oh, it's a, it's a three-month process, six-month process, which I think for a lot of businesses that we serve, because they are very fast-moving, right? And when they identify certain strategies and promotions and campaigns, they want to do it right away, right? So, you know, if it's June right now, a lot of times they have to start preparing for inventory purchase and marketing span for the Double Eleven 11 that's coming in five months. But if you're not getting money in four months, then you might essentially waste it a year uh, of, of opportunity that happened in Q4.
0: Where do you see your company in the next five to 10 years?
1: Okay. So... All right. Uh, before I answer that, right? Um, so RBF is not something new. It's been in the market for for quite a while uh, in the West, especially. So in North America, uh, there's a unicorn um, uh, startup called Clearco. Um, they're two over two billion dollar valuation, and in the, uh, uh, in Europe, there's a Wayflyer. It's also a billion dollar valuation company. So they're they're doing exactly the same thing. I mean, we kind of model them as our. They are the pioneers of this field, and uh, we learn a lot from them. However, they're not in Asia yet, mm-hmm. so there, there has to be some reason. So, uh, so when we do our own research and we realize that because the Asian market, especially Southeast Asia, is very, very segmented, um, there are different, you know, business culture, etiquette, consumer behavior. So everything is different in every single country. ASEAN alone has ten different countries with different. Uh, uh, um, you know consumer behavior and how business run their business, right? So so and 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 so we believe um we do have an advantage um because we have boots on the ground here mm-hmm. uh we're early movers um and for example right um the big uh sell channels in, in the west is amazon uh eBay shopify but in Asia every country has probably 10 10 or 15 of these uh and for payment in, in, in the West it's stripe and PayPal But every country has their own payment system uh, over here in Asia. So we're working very closely, uh, like you mentioned before, the partnerships. So we work closely with, say, uh, Airwalex, Stripe as well. Uh, And we even work with Shopify. In fact, Shopify, Stripe, they they have their own RBF capital as well. However, because this is not their domain, so they partner with us so that we can onboard more clients for them to increase their top line, increase their GMB. So this is another example of big tech companies that do not see other similar type of business as competitor. In fact, working together will create a win-win-win situation for them, for us, and for the clients that use our service. So I think in five years' time, we really want to be the biggest RBF um, uh, company in Asia.
2: Yeah, I think, <clears throat> I think- focusing more on the funding gap problem. So there was a report from McKinsey that came out last week and it says the MSME, uh, funding gap currently globally is in a $5.2 trillion uh, range. And so I think, uh, the funding gap problem has, has existed for, for 50 years, 60 years, and it has widened. (laughs) Uh, uh, and, and I think, um, uh, for whatever reasons I think um you know as as the world becoming more and more connected uh, become more and more flat you know everybody has cell phones now um and 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 that's that's a super phenomenal thing I mean you have people who live in you know not so good conditions they have no TVs they have no laptops they have no desktops at home but they have a phone right and um and I think. Um, this would continue to be, uh, technology would continue to be such an important part of human lives Mm -hmm. that I think that, you know, a lot of businesses are going to going to be created virtually also, right? And I think they need funding, but can traditional institutions fund them quite yet? May or may not be. Um, And I think just this gap that we're experiencing, um, if we can play a small part, of filling that gap could be, I mean, I mean, even one percent, it's it's already you know tens of billions of dollars. Um, I think we're already creating a big impact, and um, and I think you know when we fund businesses, what we also realize is that we are really delivering social impact, and that's something that we are very proud of, because when you fund a business, when they're able to grow their revenue, what it means is they need to hire more people, so we are creating more jobs and when they do better they want to retain those people and though they they would pay people a higher salary so it increases the standards of living of the people as well and when one business does well what it means is that it's benefiting the ups- the upstream and the downstream of the businesses so they do better as well and so the kind of social impact i think that we are creating uh, as a byproduct of what we do um, it's something that we are super proud of as well. And I think in the next five ten to ten years, uh, we want to be known as a business that is successful, prof- profitable, of course. But it's someone that recognizes that, oh, the Choco Up are the great guys. You know, they really try to help us.
1: Yep. Um, and to add on top of that, um, our mission is to help a million business um, to grow 10x, mm-hmm. so I mean, a million sounds like a big number uh, for for a B two C business. It's very small, but for a B two B, it sounds big. But for, um, but give a fr- frame of reference, right? Um, go go to uh, Go to uh, Tokopedia and uh, Gojek alone have um, 14 million merchants on it. Um, Lazada, Shopee, you know, and then there's um, Shopify and all the other platforms, right? So. I think even if we hit one percent, we'll be and we'll, we'll hit that number as well. So and also banks, right? Um, RBF and what up is doing is not mutually exclusive from all the other funding options. In fact, we want to work with banks and other uh, options as well because as a business, you would need different financing options. Where we don't want to tell them, "Hey, we're the only solutions that you have." And maybe when you graduate or w- maybe when you have other needs, we can use our network to refer you um, to get proper funding with, you know, other options as well.
0: You look really into like uh, into it. You look very passionate right now. A um, couple of questions about your company as well. Uh, are you only based in Hong Kong and Singapore? Do you have teams overseas? And in which market are you operating right now?
1: Yeah, I'll start. Um, we started, We were born here, the company, but we quickly realized, because uh, I, I, I grew up in Singapore, so so I the whole Southeast Asia, it's, it's like the wild, wild west for startups, and <laughs> we believe it's going to be there for another 10, 20 years where, where it's going to be booming, um, and it's got a huge population as well. So so we quickly went down to Singapore, set so up an office, set so up a team. We have an amazing head of Singapore, this lady called Wei Xin, We all love her. Um and then and yeah, and then one thing leads to another. We're funded uh 15 countries worldwide right now, but the focus, the main focus is still in uh, Southeast Asia. Perfect. How big is your team right
2: now? We are around 30 people. And do you plan
0: to expand your team by the end of this year or by next year?
2: Yeah, so we're actually onboarding people every week. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are aggressively hiring across all of our functional teams, um, such as investments team, partnerships, marketing credit, um, uh, tech, you know, product, uh, basically every functional team we are hiring, uh, in Hong Kong and Singapore. So we've been blessed with, with a lot of traction and, and we realized that, you know, this is something that, um, we can really scale, you know, if we have the right people. And so, um, it's, you know, it's, 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 it's not easy to find good people, you so know,
0: how do you find these people? <laughs>
2: Yeah, you know, I think um, any channel that you can think of, we have explored. Um, You know, we we obviously, we post, we do job postings uh, on different websites. We have used a lot of our personal network and we, um, yeah, we poach people even from, you know, other time zones just because they're so good. Um, And yeah, so I mean, we we have used a lot of different methods to find people,
1: and to add on to that, that is one of our biggest challenge as well because we are still an early stage startup. Um, and for and the tech scene is so you know it's so big and growing and a lot of money, uh, a lot of fame. Um, you know, uh, you saw flying left and right. Everybody's gonna get getting paid. So for us to be competitive, it's it takes a lot of work and. And also, we are very, very blessed to have um, different people helping us, um, potential VCs, um, people in the industry. Uh, we, we take time to get to uh, know them, to uh, learn from them. And I think they're, they're, a lot of them are very, very kind to, to refer us uh, talents as well.
0: I want to ask also because you speak about right now the challenge of focusing people. Uh, did you face many challenges when you started the company? Uh, I, I mean, in the term of choco up creating as a company and, and facing some difficulties there?
1: A lot, because people <laughs> didn't understand what uh, RBF was before. Uh, market education is always expensive, uh, <sighs> grueling, and time consuming. But I think our founding team, uh, Brian, myself, and um, uh, the starting few guys, plus in, in the early stages, first two years, our team really um, didn't give up. Um, we got a lot of rejections, um, more than acceptance. Um, a lot of bittersweet, sweet, but uh, it was well, well it was all worth it,
0: yeah. Um, did you learn anything surprising you in your
1: industry? I think every day is a surprise.
2: <laughs> I think, <clears throat> I think what I realize is that you don't have to be the smartest person. Um, you have to work very hard. But I think more importantly is when you go alone, you can go fast, but you can't go far.
0: Oh, I love this sentence.
2: And. Um, and, and I mean, you only have twenty four hours a day, and you are usually experienced in one niche or one one vertical, right? Uh, you it could be finance, it could be uh, it could be coding, um, you know, it could be uh, it, it could be uh, investments, credit, whatever that is, and you can't replace those experience. Um, just by taking a YouTube course, in my opinion, right? <laughs> uh, you know, someone that's been in the mud doing that for 10 years, that's that's 10 years of solid experience. And so I think it's it's a lot more about finding the right people that only have not only have the, the skill sets, but they actually understand the company mission and vision, and they believe in it and culturally that they fit. I think managing that team and able uh, kind of like Jack Ma in a way you know that's what he's very, very good at you know when you're able to find the right people to work in the right function um it just goes you know, and when you don't uh and when you try to do it on your own and and I think that's when like a lot of mistakes happen.
0: we spoke a lot about uh financing and banks. Um, I want to ask you, uh, how do you collaborate with banks? What is the ideal a scheme for you to work with the bank? How you start the partnerships and how do you develop this partnership with them?
2: Yeah, so I think, you know, banks play a very important role in the society, right? So, um, obviously they can take your deposit, you know that your money is safe, uh, and, and for certain businesses you can borrow money easily from a bank. And, I think for banks, because they serve so many clients, they actually have a lot of data points you know of individuals or businesses, um, you know transactions record, and even their personal information, obviously they're they're all confidential. but I think you know these these information are very, very insightful, you know um, when it comes to you know uh, potentially predicting the success of certain businesses or individuals, kind of like credit report in a way. And so I think that, um, you know, banks for a lot of reasons, they may or may not be able to um, iterate some of the initiatives that they have been thinking of mm-hmm. um, in that fast enough. And so I think what, what, what we, you know, come into play is we're not a FinTech. We don't have a banking license. Uh, we're very agile. And we make decisions very fast, right? So we try things fast, we fail fast, but that also means that, you know, through, the, throughout trial, and, through trial and error, we are able to come up with different insights much quicker uh, because we don't have, I guess, we don't have bureaucracies, we don't have, you know, politics, uh, we don't have layers and layers of people. Um, and I felt like, Uh, sometimes, you know, when we speak to banks, we realize that we have built a lot of different algorithms and analytics that may or may not be directly applicable to the bank right away. Um, So I think that's one. And I think the second thing is that, like Percy was alluding to, um, I think everyone plays a different role, you know, um, in, in the society. So we are very very good with revenue-based financing and uh i could say we are not good at anything else because we haven't been building anything else right and stripe is very good at payment gateway and good for them you know they will continue to hire one thousand engineers to continue to improve on their payment gateway shopify is very good with their e comm sales platform and Shopify does have, does have Shopify capital, but we know for a fact that it's not really their focus, right? And they continue to hire a lot of people to improve their core product. And so I think for banks, um, they're very good at certain things, and we are very good with revenue based financing. And I felt like um, when we work together, you know, say banks can do fund management. Right They can provide banking services um and and when when we come in as a partner and when we can bring in a lot of how partnerships can work in a product uh, product way, it's something that I think maybe it's beneficial to some banks so for example, we work with uh, global wallet companies, we work with global payment gateways. Um We know how those tech integrations work, um, and we know what kind of commercial agreements between the both sides that can generate strong value. Um, and these are things that we spend so many late nights and um, uh, to to come up with and so much negotiation to come up with. And I felt like you know this is something that you know we can tell banks also that this is how a lot of fintechs work and this is how um, we believe both sides can be very comfortable and generate value so um, yeah so those those are the two things
1: I, I think are quite important Do you have anything to supplement? Just one more thing uh, I'm a little more direct I think banks view risk very differently from how we view risk um, and so we can undertake a lot more risks that the bank think it's very risky but to us uh, we feel very, very comfortable because the target audience is totally different, right? So if you work with banks, um, together, I think we will serve a much larger audience um, and the un- for, for the underserved as well. So I think that is a very direct collaboration that uh, we can do together. Yeah.
0: Perfect. I think you you answer most of the question I want to ask you on the challenges you have with bank and how we can rethink the product. Um, if you mentioned about like uh, scaling your teams and recruiting. If someone's listening or watching this video, uh, want to reach out to you, how they can reach out to you and how they can apply to your company?
1: Anyway, WhatsApp, phone call, LinkedIn, social media, IG, anything, or through YouTube? <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, yes. Yes, absolutely.
0: How do you stay up to date compared to the other markets like you mentioned about other RBF companies in Europe or US? Uh, how do you know the latest products that are developing or what is happening in different markets that you are targeting?
2: Yeah, I'll start. I think, to be honest, I think at the end of the day, it's really talking to people that are in this industry um, some one way or the other. You know, It could be the investors uh, of different fintechs, especially the ones that are interested in RBF. It could be the partners that work with RBF firms like us. And a lot of what you read online, um, they are good, but they don't dive deep enough into what's really happening. And so um, I I, I would say for, for me personally, uh i'm always zooming with someone <laughs> because i think it's important to get those insights and and then uh, able to relay those information to the team so that we can stay as competitive as we can
0: um what is the biggest piece of advice you can give to anyone listening here mm-hmm. oh the biggest takeaway you want people to remember from uh, from uh, from this uh show
1: Okay, so one of one of my mentors actually told me, "Don't give advice because everyone is in different situation." Mm -hmm. Uh, But what we can do is share experience. Okay. So from my own personal experiences, um, uh, give it all. I mean, give obviously give it all you have, right? But sometimes also be a little more realistic. Um, And if something doesn't work out, it's not the end of the world. Uh, Some people are suitable for startups. Some people are not. Some people are suitable for uh, a really, really stable corporate job, you know, um, and, and they could be successful. Don't don't let people think you have to do your own business to be successful. No, successful could be in a very, very different way. My mom is a teacher, and without her, I won't be here today. You know, every all the values that she taught me, um, how to be a kind person, um, I think she's a very, very successful person. Um, and, yeah, it's not just about, you know, who raised – hundred million dollars and who exited. So this is my sharing.
2: I would say that I, I think, you know, people who work in startups tend to be someone who's very driven, very ambitious, workaholics, of course. And um, I think sometimes we, we do sacrifice certain things to, to, to make our startup successful. Right, whether it's your own health, uh, it could be physical or mental. It could be family time, whether it's your wife, your kids, your husband, uh, your parents, your brothers and sisters. <clears throat> and I think um, what what I realize is that you know businesses are dynamic, and sometimes you know businesses are successful for different reasons, and, and luck play a very very important role, um, and but I think you know, um, if you view startup as something that you're passionate about, it's not a get rich quick thing that you're trying to do. And I think people who have been involved in startups understand that it's not a get rich quick <laughs> scheme. Uh, after having been uh, for for quite some time, they know that's not the, the scheme for sure. Then you realize that having a balanced lifestyle. Um, Working on yourself, giving yourself enough time to rest and digest information, spending time with your loved ones can actually really help your business because you're much more ready and you're in a much better state um, to do what you want to do, especially if this startup is something that you want to run for a long time. So it's a marathon, not a sprint.
0: Yeah, it's like being stable, balanced. But sometimes when you do sport or you go for a hike, you can just step back a bit and just have a different perspective and just come back, come down, and be more structured on how you want to uh, to, to go for the next
2: steps. Yes.
0: Um, Yes. Anything exciting happening to you in the couple of next months or by the end of the year? Any cool developments you would like to share with everyone?
1: I'm sure you have a lot. (laughs) Quite a lot. Um, but for, for, for my end, I'm really excited to um, hit the Indo, the Philippine market. You know? cool. So we're actively looking to hire um, and also sending some of our existing team members uh, to go over. Because having people on the ground, I think, makes a difference. At the end of the day, business are, it's revolving around people. And if you have no people around, if it's just a bot, uh, it's kind of a bummer at times.
2: Yeah, I think for 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 me, because we're hiring so many people mm-hmm. um, now, and we have this roadmap of things that we want to build, and all the different go to market strategies that that are quite ready and just need the right people to execute, and and so I'm very excited to to have people on board who buy into our vision and ready to you know, really, you know, make choco Up a successful platform. And and you know, I think something that we really emphasize at Choco Up is we 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 want to be a very transparent and flat organization. And so I mean we, we tell everyone on the team that they can PM you know Percy and I at any given time. Um, because any concern, any questions, any feedback is to make chocolate better. Mm-hmm. Um and uh we would much rather to take you know unfavorable or harsh feedback at, at as early as possible so that we are not on the wrong track. Um and 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 so yeah, I'm super excited, you know, for all the different people that we are onboarding.
0: Feedback uh, culture is really important for everyone. Um, I think one of my last questions would be where people can learn about you. Uh, do they have to go to LinkedIn? Do you have like any blogs? Uh, do you have any uh, YouTube channel?
1: <laughs> no, we don't. We don't have. I think we're just engaged with the day-to-day internally. So externally. LinkedIn
0: is the best platform to reach out to you?
1: LinkedIn, yeah.
0: Okay, perfect. So could you share your names again to everyone for them to follow you on the LinkedIn?
2: Yeah, so so sorry. I just want to add one thing. So, um, I mean, we have done tons of media interviews. Um, we do have our own blog uh, for Choco Up. So we write about like ten articles uh, a month. So quite a lot actually. And um, that's for anyone who who wants to learn about Choco Up and and you know what we do, and um, some insights on how to run businesses better. Uh, but if you want to reach out to us directly, um, I would say you can go on our website. I mean, we have a chatbot. I mean, you can leave your message, and we reach out. And yeah, LinkedIn, um, personal LinkedIn. Feel free to you know add us. You know, uh, and yeah, so uh, we 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 are constantly posting stuff on LinkedIn, um, whether it is some serious you know information or. Office hours, or birthday parties, or um, basketball games that we um, that we uh, and, and sports events that we have. Um, yeah, it's everything's on LinkedIn. So
0: okay, perfect. Thank you very much, both of you. No,
1: thank you very much. It was a
2: pleasure
0: to have you here uh, and uh, learn a lot about uh, revenue-based financing. Thank you everyone uh, to listen to this show. Uh, you can uh, follow us on the Spotify, uh, Google Podcast, Apple Podcasts, and all the platforms. You can like, comment, also share with your friends. Feel free to reach out as well. And I'll see you next week for another episode. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Thank you.